we'd like to welcome you to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. In this episode, we're taking a deep dive into incentives. You got a couple of guys in your shop who are over 50 years old who are pounding out, you know, 120 120% productivity. It just depends upon what you want to manage. If you want them to manage themselves, incentivize it. If you don't, and you want to manage it, and you want to have to sit down and talk to them about what time they showed up, sign right here, you violated company policy, handbook, page five, sure, go ahead, or pay them to show up on time. We're freaks. I have people literally coming in, if not on a weekly, a monthly basis, wanting to work for us. I don't look for people. They come to us, advisors, managers, technicians, interns, because they know that we're a dynamic place to work. And a part of that is our is our incentive-based pay plan. For a better business, a better life, and a better industry, the Institute's leading edge. We're going to assume we're live on Facebook because I can see us on Facebook. Welcome to the Institute's leading edge. Uh, today, we will be talking about performance-enhanced uh, uh, incentives and uh, pay plans, things like that. Uh, obviously, if you have any questions or comments that you would like to talk about, please let us know, and we will be happy to discuss them while we're here. I'm very excited about our podcast today uh, because we have some of my favorite people in the industry. Uh, we have uh, a Mr. Bill Adams. Bill owns Adams Auto Works. I, I can never remember uh, Castro Valley, so I have to think about that. For oh, it's Castro Valley. Um, That's right. In in Castro Valley, California, I was just out there. Uh, uh, Bill has uh, incentive enhanced uh, pay systems, and uh, when did we put those in place, Bill? Uh, we rolled them out over 2017 when we moved into this building, and. Now the whole team from the general manager on down to the interns are on a performance enhanced incentive program. Cool. Um, and uh, Bill, thank you for uh, uh, being here. I'm going to get confused today because we have two Bills online. Um, we also have uh, Bill Greeno. Uh, Bill uh, owns Quality Smog and Auto in Truckee, California. Also, he is a consultant. We're sending snow your way, Bill. Yeah, we got it, baby. We got it. It's you, guys didn't, you didn't get all of it because we got a bunch of it last night ourselves here. Um, uh, Bill, thanks for coming. Yes. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Uh, and uh, last but not least, we have our uh, token Canadian, uh, uh, Michael Passman, who owns AEMW uh, uh, up in Red Deer. Uh, and uh, Michael is actually at a point where he's um, working on putting incentive-enhanced pay systems in place. Uh, uh, Michael is also works with our service advisor program uh, and as a consultant up there in Canada for us. Uh, so welcome, Mike. Thanks for having me. Have you. All right, so uh, incentive-enhanced pay plan sounds um, complicated, uh, sounds difficult. Um, uh, Bill, uh, you have had some kind of an incentive enhancements in your pay plans for a very, very long time. Uh, uh, and we're going to say Bill Greeno, not Bill Adams. I'm going to go to the, the Bill G. Um, but both of you have. So, But Bill Greeno, um, um, why did you do that? And, uh, and has there been, uh, was it worth it? Has there been a benefit for it? Well, I've I've been around the all the way around the block. We we started with flat rate like everybody else and I loved flat rate. Yeah, but flat know. rate flat rate we came with its uh came with its problems. Um, you know, you, you can you can take a good person and make them bad. You can you can uh you're not keeping an honest man honest when you do that. Uh the the first the first time it comes down to you know, when it comes down to the, the technician's pay or the customer's car, the technician's pay is going to win. So if they flat rate a job and do something that they shouldn't, uh, you, you kind of set them up to fail that way. Then I went to hourly, and that came with its own set of problems. As soon as you go hourly, you are going to be, uh, you're going to be cracking the whip. You're going to be 
all over the, the technicians or your manager will be, and they will, they'll hate it. Uh, they'll think they want to be hourly, but your productivity will not be the same as it was on flat rate. You'll make less and they'll make the same and the backsliding begins. So enters incentivized pay plans. Uh, the reason that, that we did it was because it, it seemed and felt like I could bring all the best uh, aspects of the person to work with them every day. I could give them a focus of what it was they needed to do to win every day. It took out the question of whether or not they were doing the right thing. It took out the question of where they needed to focus their attention and energies because it's the same for them now as it is for me. That's, and that's, that's why we did the incentivized pay plans. So explain that to me better. It's the same for them as it is for you. So by incentivizing, say, uh, attendance, they know that they're going to lose money if they miss days or if you incentivize timeliness. They know they're going to lose money if they don't show up on time. Now, I always couch it in the opposite. I say, oh, look at the bonus that you, you know, you got your uh, attendance bonus. You got your time bonus, your timeliness bonus for being on time every day. When you incentivize things like this, people will, they'll step in line and do exactly what you want them to do because it pays for them to do so. If they were wondering whether or not you care about it, that question's gone. Been answered. Okay. Um, I think that, um, I think that employees want to be able to be somewhat in control of their pay. Uh, I think that employees want to be able to earn additional money. Uh, and I, as the owner, want them to earn additional money if they do the things that I want them to do. Um, uh, Bill, you, you put incentive-based pay plans uh, in uh, about a year and a half ago, probably, uh, or so. Um, what, what has been the, what were the challenges? Let's start there. Uh, Bill Adams, what were the challenges, Bill? The initial is uh, fear, of course because you're messing with somebody's pay and you have to be very clear and concise on why we're doing this. They, they have to have the with them. They have to know what's in it for them. So, you know, Bill, like you were saying, they're paying, they're getting paid like us. All of us that are owners, all of us that are, you know, frontline people are hundred percent commission. If we're not making profit, we're not eating tonight. We need to be able to share that load on the good and the bad and have them bring in. And what Cecil said was, drive the performance towards the factors that we want them to go with. If we want great customer service, we need to pay for that. If we want timeliness, like Bill just said, we need to pay for that. If we want better than 100% productivity, we need to pay for that. And giving them the option to go beyond 100%, go to, for a lot of shops out there listening, they're probably like, I don't understand how do you get people to do more than 100%. Um, give them the opportunity, Will, and I've got four dogs down here that are over 50 years old that all score over 100% consistently over the last 12 months. Before we went on this program, the proof's in the pudding, they were averaging between 70 and 90%. Our, what, um, um, what, 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 so... All right, they, you you were able to improve productivity. Was it the pay plans? Was it something else? I mean, you moved into a new building, you got more space. You know, uh, how much of that is pay plan? I think a lot of it's pay plan because our processes for how we take care of the customer, how we go to market, never changed. The pay plan changed, and we gave more incentive, so the technicians now can um, go well beyond their hourly including getting uh, CSI bonuses, getting um, GP bonuses on how well the shop does, uh, and plus the fact of their overall team performance and their individual performance. So it drives everything back to uh, how we operate as a team and how they operate individually. It helps create a lot more synergy in the shop from front to back. It does put pressure on the service advisors, though, to keep up with the technicians. Not wrong times, with that. Yeah, and a lot Not of times... that. No, no, and I live by that paradigm 
The service advisors have one job, that's to keep the technicians productive over 100%. And a lot of shop guys out there listening to that, their heads probably exploded. Grab some duct tape, it's, it's the truth. You need to focus on having those service advisors drive the quality work that your technicians can produce that keeps the ball rolling. So, I, I, Mike, I'm going to get you involved in just a minute, but I have I have another question for the Bills. Um, uh, my dad basically said, "But wait a minute, you mean I'm going to pay somebody to show up to work on time? That's yes. BS. Um, uh, they get a paycheck. They know what they know what their duties are. They should show up to work on time. And you're telling me I got to pay somebody some bonus or something just to get their butt." To work on time? Well, you you can, and you don't have to, but it just depends upon what you want to manage. If you want them to manage themselves, incentivize it. If you don't, and you want to manage it, and you want to have to sit down and talk to them about what time they showed up and sign right here, you violated company policy, handbook, page five, sure, go ahead, or... Pay them to show up on time. You know, go back 20, 25 years ago, Cecil, we talked about self-directed workforce. And I think, you know, 15, 20 years later, here we are actually implementing some of these things. Create the environment for which it drives that behavior. It, it is psychology, but if we want to get X, we have to do Y as leadership and ownership to encourage and to, yeah, to incentivize guys showing up on time. Otherwise, I think Bill Sander or Mike, um, you got to walk around with a stick and whoop on people. And that's, that's not a fun place to be for owners or folks that are trying to get it done for you. And some people will show up on time and, and some pay plans don't require attendance or timeliness as, as part of the, uh, as part of the bogey. Um, it, but what I'll tell you is funny is about the time you think you don't need that anymore and you take it out of the pay plan. Cause I just experienced this. Oh my gosh, 808, 810, 812. Hey, did your car not start this morning? You need to get that thing in for a tune-up? What's it's quarter after? What's going on? You know, and I'm 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 right back, right back into the conversation. Um, nobody wants to have that conversation, not not on a regular basis. And yet there are probably thousands of shop owners, managers having that same conversation every single day. Uh, Bill, how often, um, how often, uh, Bill Greeno, I'm going to have to get used to this. Um, uh, Bill Greeno, you're on the bottom of my screen. So, uh, we may say Bill on the bottom and Bill on the top. Um, Bill Greeno, uh, uh, how often, uh, are you having a show up to work on time conversation with staff? Well, uh, more often than I did when it was part of the plan, um, so it's, it's not a pattern failure, but I also don't want it to become a pattern failure. So I bring it up and I, and I have a variety of ways that I bring it up. I may bring it up as a concern. Hey, wow, what's going on? Everything. Okay. Yeah, everything's fine. Why? Oh, well, you're, you're usually on time, but I, I just, you know, I was worried about you wonder where you were or, or I, you know, I give them a little bit of grief. Their cars running well or if it would start this morning um so on and so forth so it's it's not it's not a, a terrible pattern but i've got you know i've got one it's it's interesting this week i've got a uh i've got payroll due thursday i pay on thursday every other week and i've got a guy that didn't make his education bogey for the third quarter which means he's going to go three months without his bonus for education it's two bucks two dollars an hour when my guy, um, when when my when my guy missed that, uh, I had one of my guys miss that once. Um, I went I, I went up to him and I thanked him for the, I don't know what it is, two thousand X hundred dollars, um, and he said, "What? Ouch. Excuse me?" And I said, Ouch. "I said, uh, <laughs> man, you missed your education bonus. That's like twenty three hundred bucks. I'm I'm gonna buy a boat. I'm I'm going to Disneyland." <laughs> Um, and, uh, 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 because the other thing I think that happens when it's part of the bogey, when, when you put it in the plan, 
is it it kind of takes the education off of my shoulders and puts it on their shoulders. Uh, at least that's how we did it. We didn't, um, you know, we didn't go and go, hey, you you need your education bonus. Hey, you need to take these classes. They came to us and said, I want to take these classes because I want that, you know, that extra two bucks an hour for the next, you know, 13 weeks. Yeah. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this one goes. I haven't said anything. I I actually went to him at the end of the at the end of the year in December. I said, hey, we're doing a book study, uh, as you know. Here is the book in CD form. It's nine hours. Uh, you need to knock this out before the end of the year. I'll count that as your education. So you made it easy for him, and he still didn't still didn't wrap it up. All right, Mike, I'm going to come to you in in in, in one more question. I promise. I, I guess he didn't take me seriously. I'm just I'm just taking all this in. I'm going to fire out a bunch of questions and a bunch of uh, um, a bunch of things that I'm questioning to cool. stir the pot a little bit more in a minute here. But you go back to your question. I'm still. I got one, I got one more question. I got to I got to push over on the other side here on the on the Bill side. Uh, uh, we'll start with uh, Bill on the top. Bill Adams. Um, financially, how has, uh, uh, how has a performance enhanced, uh, system worked for your employees? And, uh, I know you're paying them more money and I know you have one of the most advanced or the largest plans that of any plan I've built, uh, the employees get paid more in your store than probably just about anywhere else. Um, has it hurt you financially uh, 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 while it's benefited them financially? Great question, and I'm going to say no because all all boats, you know, go up on a high tide. I can't remember exactly how that saying goes, but um, when you're doing, you know, hundred what do we do? Hundred and twelve percent productivity last year versus ninety with the same amount of people. Um, yeah, you give some more away in, in pay because they earn it, but uh, the rest of that is pure profit. I didn't have to add, you know, if you figure my shop, I've got five technicians going at it, plus a couple of interns. The average shop, it would take nine technicians to do what my shop does with five. And folks, you start adding up just the brain power it takes to manage nine people versus five. Uh, there's a lot there, but it's nice having a team that's, uh, very self-directed because they're focused on each other and also growing their own paychecks. It, it's a, it's a beautiful double-edged sword that uh, we've created and yeah, the, the pay is high. We also charge for it. We've, you know, the other side is we raised our labor rates. We, we follow our parts matrix. We got to have everything else in place so we can afford to pay what we pay. But at the end of the day, Oh, I do it, do it again every day, twice on Sunday. So, um, uh, 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 Bill, Bill G, Bill Greeno on the bottom. Um, what about you? I mean, uh, do they, do they, um, are they cutting each other's throats now because there's some competition or, uh, um, you know, did it cost you money? It has not cost me any money. Uh, it has, uh, it has not really created competition as much as it's created a, a personal interest in, and what it is they're doing every day, um, you know, it's per perfect is hard. In fact, we had a perfect moment about a week ago. I think it was last week, and we ended the the week on a high note, and it freaked me out. I was so scared because boy, oh boy, the fall from the top is a long way. It's almost easier to bounce along the bottom and just know that everything is going to be crappy all the time. <laughs> So um, uh, Trent Cole online is asking um, uh, uh, Bill Adams, um, what are you what are you paying and how are you paying? I'm gonna I'm gonna answer for you, and if I screw it up, uh, let me know. Um, Bill is paying a performance enhanced uh, pay plan where the employee has a base, and then uh, four different uh, things for different employees. Uh, they're 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 paid additional money. So for instance, for technicians. Productivity, education, uh, 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 lack of comebacks, uh, etc. For service advisors, uh, uh, don't we have an average repair order one in yours, Bill, in your plan? And we have CSI also, right? And and margin, uh, uh, and then of course sales. Right. Uh, so in his plan, there's four or five 
incentives for the service advisors. Now, what that allows him to do, you know, having five people that are performing like six, uh, that allows him to take uh, a serious amount of the additional money and float it uh, over to the employees. Um, Bill's average technician is probably uh, 100 to 120, correct? Um, depending, yeah, 80 to 110. Okay. And, and the uh, and the service advisors are uh, a step up from that, and then the manager is two steps up from that. So, um, uh, you know, substantial uh, increases for the employee when they're doing what you want. Now, uh, uh, Mr. Passman, uh, you uh, have two guys here that have got done, uh, and they are past, well past where you're at. You're sitting here thinking, man, I don't know if I want to do this, whatever. Uh, um, now's your chance to ask some really good questions that other people w uh, would love to ask. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm at. I mean, I, I've got a couple of texts that, um, we've got one who just can pound out work like it's no tomorrow. And, um, you know, he has the ability to make a lot of money and we have another guy who just wants to work and, and we need to incentivize him. And I think his concern is, um, he's our lead guy and he does a lot of diagnostic time. He does a lot of help with guys around the shop and he, he feels that um, he's losing a lot of his productivity bonus based on the fact that um, he is doing more diagnostic time. He is doing more of that leadership role. And I think looking at um, the way that Bill Adams sort of explained it, how, you know, he's got team bonus um, for the guys, uh, gross profit for the technicians. Um, you know, you're, those those positives there, I think I could look to really roll out for this guy because um, that would encourage him to work with the team more and push everybody to be better as a team because that's where he sees himself. His role is more of the, the team leader than, than just a technician out in the shop um, doing work for the business. Um, so I think that's where I'm at is, is how do you – Especially Bill Adams, you said you got a couple of guys in your shop who are over 50 years old who are pounding out, you know, 120, 120% productivity or as they were down between, you know, 70 and 80. And that's exactly where I'm at. For the year right. last year, um, as a whole, we were at 73% productivity for the shop. Um, yeah, my one tech, our, 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 I'm going to call him our part exchanger, um, he was 95 to 110 throughout the year. I don't know exactly what his number was, but our lead guy, he was probably down at 65, 70. Um, and in order, and I explained this to them the other day, we had a, a meeting about how we're going to be changing the pay plans and I'm still working out the fine print. And I said to them right away, I said, listen guys, last year as a whole, the shop was at 73% productivity. Gross profit was not where we want it to be. The only way that we pay you guys more money is if we bring that productivity up well over 90, 95%, and we bring gross profit up somehow. And that starts with them doing good inspections, relaying all that to the service advisors so that we can get the work to them as soon as we can. Now, I guess my question for you, Bill Adams, is like, how did you, how did you approach your employees when you said, hey, listen, um, we're going to have to drop your base wage, but here's the potential to make more money. How did you approach, how did you handle that? Number one, it comes back to you. You have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. And start with looking at what your shop's gonna be at with what you currently have at 100%. What does that number look like? Put it in real dollars. Mm -hmm. Then share with your team what that's gonna look like at 100% and even at 110%. Because the job that you're doing as an owner is you're not just changing a pay plan, you're changing psychology. You're changing the way that your team goes to work. You're changing the way your shop goes to market. And everything that you're about to do is going to have a radical paradigm shift. Um, you are going to have technicians going, okay, what are my next three jobs? Because instead of slogging through one job, they're already starting to think two and three jobs down the road. Do I have the parts here? Do I get my car staged? All that stuff that you do as an owner and your general manager or dispatcher would do, the techs are already thinking about how to maximize their efficiency out of Kaizen, how to be smarter with their steps. And pretty soon it starts to self-direct. 
Um, and pretty soon you're not no longer doing it. And 75%, I mean, Mike, that's the normal shot. You're 100% normal. Yeah. Uh, but you want to be abnormal. And then start sharing that with the, your guys saying, here's what we're going for, guys. It's not just me wanting to beat more out of you. Is I want you guys to partner with me to make this an exceptional shop. We are an exceptional group. We want to have exceptional results. Right now, we're exceptionally a C grade, and we need to get up to be an A grade. Bring them along on the journey. Give them a lot of the whiffums. Measure it. Encourage it. Um, getting the guys buying, like we were talking before we went on the air, you're going to need to put some Teflon on. Um, yeah. You're playing with the most sacred thing between you and your technicians, which is the pay plan. Yeah. They got to see that there's going to be an upside. Um, you, I've you got four, four out of my five te- guys on my team are over 50. And one of them or two of them are at 60. The one guy, um, <laughs> Cecil, we celebrated him. He was, you know, a co-tech of the year. Um, did way over 2000 hours last year. Wow. And yeah, wow is incredible. Um, <laughs> it can happen. And it's it's how these guys move. It's amazing to watch the ballet and the synergy that takes place. You, once you, you don't have that. to you, you don't have to take them. You're not you're not taking them backwards. No, you're, you're going forward. Them backwards. You at, at 75% productivity, I'm paying you this. Mm-hmm. And currently that's how you're going to get paid. You're going to get paid the same. We're not we're not taking it away. We're we're reallocating it into other places where at 75%, you're still going to make what you're making, but at a hundred percent, you're going to be able to make that plus this. And at 110%, you're going to be able to make some more. See, Um, I think that's where I'm at. I need to figure out that, that place of at 75% productivity. This is how you're, you're still going to be essentially making what you're making now, but with this new pay plan, you have the potential to, make that much more right i think that the question is going to be um so what happens when we're slow you know like well you're every shop in the united states is going to be slow at some point in time um you know we all have our best months and we have that one month or whatever that one week where things are slow tough cookies um you know the funny thing is Here's a guy getting paid, and he's getting his uh, 1500 bucks a week, and he gets his 1500 bucks a week. Whether he works hard or not, he gets 1500 bucks a week. So what we're going to do now is we're going to say, all right, when you're not working at all, we're going to give you 12 And when you're working about what you're working now, you're going to make that same 15 And uh, if you work really hard, you're going to be able to make 2000 another 500 bucks a week, another 1000 bucks a month. Um, and so most of the time, the shop's busy. How, uh, how many slow uh, days or weeks do you have uh, in the shop, Mike? Uh, six a year? Uh, five a year? Four a year? Yeah, you know, I know we're, we're still struggling with um, sort of getting out of a economy issue up here in the oil province of Alberta. Yeah, so, I mean, the last little bit, I mean, we still are sales for the year. We're... Um, where they we were a titch higher than they were in 2017, which was actually shocking. But I mean, we still had a pretty slow couple of weeks. I mean, I would say if you average it out over the year, yeah, probably six weeks out of the year we were slow. So, so six weeks out of the year, you're going to make that 1300 instead of the 1500. And uh, the other, uh, what is that, uh, 46? Yeah, you're going to make uh, three or four hundred bucks more. Uh, because you have the work and the ability to uh, 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 capitalize on that, um, so let's 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 take that in balance, right? Uh, let's see, forty-six weeks at three hundred dollars. Uh, that's another twelve thousand plus, and right. six weeks at thirteen hundred cost me twelve hundred. So I, I really come out of this thing probably at least ten thousand dollars ahead as a technician, uh, and uh, and you know what? A slow week's a slow week. We all suffer. Uh, you know, I, I loved it. Uh, I think Bill uh, uh, Greeno said, you know, I'm the perfect flat rate guy. I mean, I am. My, my business is successful. I make money. Um, uh, we have a slow week. I, I, I lose money. I pull money out of my pocket to, to put in the pile here. Um, and, uh, and I'm still paying everybody. And I'm not saying they should suffer uh, because I'm the business owner. I'm going to make the most money. Um, but... 
they're not suffering in the long in the long term perspective. And I think that's one of the things that we have a problem with is we're not helping them understand the long term perspective. Right. Um, this week you made two hundred dollars less, but this month you made a thousand dollars more. Yeah. Uh, so don't complain, right? Uh, I love the fact that there are some employees that would rather go on an eight hundred dollar week. I know I got it than have the ability to earn eighteen hundred dollars a week with the with the up you know the the low end being six hundred dollars a week right so I, I got a question then bill adams how do you how did you go about your team bonus with your technicians uh team bonus we well, we we have a team um goal that we're trying to get and when we hit the team goal we have team um, sales we have team gross profit uh, team CSI, there's a pool that they will pull out of. And if we hit it, great. If they don't hit it, great. But you talk about um, awareness. Everybody knows where we're at. I post it you know, on, on a daily, if not weekly basis at the worst case, but they all have uh, all those numbers on their laptops. They can monitor where productivity is. They can monitor where GP is. I don't hide that stuff. I share it with them on a you know, moment by moment basis with our management system. And also, you're going to find, I mean, I understand the economies and, and, and ups and downs, and I, I'm with you. Um, when you get everybody rowing in the same boat you're in, it's amazing how much faster that boat's going to row. Uh, you probably will find that you won't have those slow weeks, and if you do, it's going to be slow days, not weeks. Um, and then everybody gets really excited because they like that bigger paycheck. They still have to show up to work. They're going to. They're still going to put in their eight hours, yeah. But you're actually going to change them from just being a technician to actually being basically a self-directed part of the leadership of that shop. Everybody's got a point, a place in it. They're all they're all that uh, spoke in that big hub, and they all will take more ownership. And it takes a little time. You're going to have to, you know, be an Israeli general and get out in front. Um, but they will follow you because it does work. All right, um, hold the next question for a minute. We're going to have the uh, mid-podcast uh, uh, commercial. Um, we have a marketing workshop here at the Institute in Ogden on February the 8th, 7th and 8th, excuse me. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, finding and bringing in the right customers uh, and uh, things that are working within the shops all over the country today and working well. Got some new information that we'll be talking about in this class uh, and uh, we'd love to see you at the Institute. You can uh, let us know at the Institute.com. Uh, 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 you can get me at uh, uh, Cecil at I4Abe.com. Um, excuse me at the Institute at I4Abe.com. <laughs> and uh, we'd love to, we'd love to have you to Mark. We just did a great class on uh, management. Uh, uh, finished it yesterday. Uh, it was I had a great time. I think everybody really enjoyed it. All right. Um, now, uh, uh, Mr. Greeno, uh, what have you done with the slow, the slow week? How's that uh, influenced your people, or how have you dealt with? Um, hey, I might have a slow week here. Well, my experience, both personally and with the shops that that I get to work with through the institute, is that uh, slow weeks are or something that can be managed. And, and I guess what, what I see more often than not is shops that have good car count and then slow weeks generally have spent their marketing dollars, not enough of them, in guerrilla marketing and things that didn't cost them money. And, and so they, they stumbled into a successful car count because they're a good shop and they did some things that really helped uh, them reach out and, and get the car count that they have. When you, when you get to that place and you get really greedy and you want to be without slow days, then you start a focused approach on marketing and yeah. you start looking at the places where, where you can see patterns of being slow and you market to those places. You, you start six months in advance. You make sure that all those, uh, that, that six months ahead of time, you're pre-booking all those case services uh, so, that you're, so that you're avoiding that. Uh, you're also spending 5 to 9% on marketing. 
very, very few shops in our smart groups actually spend more than 5% on marketing uh, because it becomes a lot of work at that point. You, you really have to focus, uh, as Bill said, as the Israeli general, you've got to get out in front, man. That's your job. You've got to get out there and market. Now, uh, should there be a slow period in, in my shop or in a shop? That's, that's education time. And that's a great time for them to, to go through and get educated while they're at work. There's all kinds of online programs. Uh, there's, there's books people can read. Our shop is reading uh, Extreme Ownership right now, How Navy Seals Lead and Win. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great book. It's nine hours. And if there's nothing else going on, here, put these earbuds in, put this uh, book in, and, and, go, uh, and go mop the floor or crush filters or, or do something like that. Does um, uh, So many shop owners are, are hesitant to put something like this in place. I mean, they are, are afraid they're going to lose their employees. Uh, they are afraid that it's going to set the apple cart. And so they wait and they wait and they wait and they wait, and many of them, uh, just don't even get it done. Um, when you made the change, we'll start with uh, Bill Greeno. When you made the change, did you lose a bunch of employees? Did you lose any employees? No, I didn't lose any employees. It is it is painful anytime you make a change in in pay plan. And I've I've made I made I went through all three flat rate to hourly to incentivized on the same crew, same same group of guys went through all three. They were. Those were painful changes. Uh, I have to say that most of the pain comes from comes from us right here. You know the 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 crap that we load on our own brain in anticipation of the problems is far far exceeds what any employee will put on you. Do you agree with that, Bill? I agree a hundred percent. You try and walk through all the questions that you know they're going to have because you put yourself in their position, but. I'm like you, I've been through all the phases of pay plans and we're freaks. Um, I have people literally coming in, if not on a weekly, a monthly basis, wanting to work for us. Yeah. I don't look for people. Um, they come to us, advisors, managers, technicians, interns, because they know that we're a dynamic place to work. And a part of that is our, is our incentive-based pay plans. Yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, it's something that the way Cecil put it, you know, here's where you're at right now, okay? With this new pay plan, you can stay here or you can go up here or should you really screw up, you are going to be down here. You can lose money, you know, because my flat line, like what Cecil said, if you're 75% productive, I'm going to put you right here. You're going you're gonna to continue at that wage and then I'm going to build a bunch of things on top of it. But I'm also gonna I'm also gonna set some trap doors that will drop you, and those trap doors are gonna be education. So you can you can maintain that $25 an hour for 75% productivity, but you're gonna need to get 10 hours a quarter in education to maintain that. So there actually is a little a little trap door there where they can go down. The, um... This this first guy that you just that just didn't get his education bills. This is the first time you've had somebody do that. Yes. Okay. And um, you're going to hold him to it, right? Oh, yes. Okay, baby. I was just checking. <laughs> Mike, uh, uh, what other questions do you have for these uh, these two stellar uh, operators? I, I don't really know if I've got any at this time. I mean, I'm, I've taken down some notes here for all the things that everybody has said. And uh, um, like, uh, like Bill Adams said, it's time to, well, lack of a better term, shit or get off the pot and just <laughs> figure it out, right? I mean, at the end of the day, if we, if we can build it to where it's going to benefit them and us as a company, um, but not without... Um, not without some sort of, uh, of a fail safe that if they're not going to do what we want them to do, then they're going to make less money because we need them to accomplish a certain number of things in order to make what they want. And then if they produce and do extra, then they can make more. And I think that's where 
we just need to stick to our guns. And like Cecil just sort of almost called out Bill there on our Bill Greeno on whether or not he's going to hold his, uh, hold his tech to his lack of uh, his education. I mean, I think that's where um, lots of uh, shop owners, they're not aggressive enough to, to hold their techs accountable to that stuff because then they feel like, Hey, they may quit. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's a, I mean, Bill Adams is obviously lucky. He's uh, not everybody has technicians banging, beating down their door. Took a lot of work to get there. Yeah. So, I mean, for, for us, I mean, if we were to have a guy quit, it would be a hard, it would be a hard thing. It'd be a hard, hard position to fill. Cause we, it's hard to find good guys, you know? So, Hey Mike, let me share you something with you. You're at a, you're at 75%. You're at a C level. If your guys quit and you have to go find a couple guys, and you end up at a C level to start over again, you really haven't lost much. Yeah. But you get these guys up to 100, 110, 120%, which is super doable. Uh, then you worry about them leaving. <laughs> but right. C performers, easy to change, easy to get, easy to easy to hire out, easy to easy to fix. The problem, um, the, the are, problem, Bill. What's that? The problem is is that. These guys, it's the same. It's the same with with almost every shop. It's a long term employee. It's been with the shop for a very long time. Of uh, we like him. It's a nice guy. Uh, he is our diagnostic guy. He's just not productive. He's not motivated. He's not moving very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's a there's a there's a fear involved. I think uh, I think you have to yeah you have to address the elephant in the room. I think every shop owner is afraid if I let this guy go now what? Because, uh, finding texts is, is sketchy at best. Um, how many, how many years of our life do we waste accepting sea level performance though? Yes. And I I would agree with you a hundred percent. I mean, I, I don't wake up in the morning, the morning I wake up and decide that sea level performance is going to be okay. That's the day I, I, I retire. That's the day I quit. Um, but, Mike, I've lived in that fear. I've been there. I mean, I, I, I sat on this thing for almost a year going back and forth with that, uh, com- that the conversation in my head. Well, what happens if everybody quits? And I thought back to other times when I've moved pay plans. You know what? Let's show them the upside. Let's show them the difference between that 75 and 100% and 75 and 110% and say, let's go for it. The worst thing we can do is end up being C-level performers. Yeah. Most people don't like being C-level performers, especially your diagnostician. And just FYI, my lead tech slash diagnostician was averaging when I had him just working in the shop 50 to 60 hours a week without blinking. I mean, and he never broke a sweat. He never worked more than eight hours a day. And it's doable. It's very, very doable. Well, I think I, yeah, this is awesome. I, I'm so happy that we sort of took time for this one. I think it's a, it's a conversation that needs to be had in every shop. Um, I mean, we're going on probably close to two years now of trying to decide what we're going to do with these pay plans. We sort of introduced one a, a year ago, but it was purely a productivity based incentive. There was nothing. And it, it's a very, in my opinion, I look at it now and it's very generous. Um, and it's not, it's, it's still not rewarding consistent um, A-level service um, or productivity. It's just, hey, good job. You banged out some work this week. One of, um, you know, one of my uh, cautions, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about two, is first of all, one of my problems I have as a consultant is I come into your shop and you're paying A-level pay for C-level performance and Mm -hmm. it's very hard at this point to create additional bonus structure around uh, um, you know a level pay uh, uh, and uh, try to motivate that additional performance so um, I have a belief system my belief is that no one in the automotive industry is being paid well enough period Uh, uh, no tech uh, no parts guy no no service advisor uh, no owner, uh, no consultant uh, uh, is making enough money. If I was consulting in uh, the dental industry or the the law industry or 
damn near any other industry, I would make three times uh, the kind of money that I make. I must be dumb. What am I doing here? Um, the the the. But when when we when we pay, so I'm not saying that that tech should make less money. I'm just saying that owners have this tendency to keep giving and giving and giving without saying, here's what I need from you in order for you to get this. And then it's very difficult to try and make that work. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the other caution, and I'm going to ask some questions. Um, when I put a carrot in front of somebody, and, and these programs, these enhanced incentives are carrots. They're, um, hey, if you do this for me, here's what you're going to get. Uh, if you do this for you, here's what you're going to get. If you do this for the team, here's what you're going to get. And uh, the problem, and, and really the only problem that I see is if we don't have the process in the shop that creates the ability for the employee to earn the carrot. So, for instance, if we have a productivity bonus uh, in the shop and we don't have cars, um, you know, I don't care about one week, uh, Frankly, we're going to have a week, and I let them know, you know, guys, we're going to have a week. That's why we have this base here. That's why we're, you know, and I've always taken care of you, et cetera. Um, but we, you know, if we don't have the cars, if we don't have the process where the technicians can get authorizations quickly and, and we can get the right parts in the shop, uh, now we put performance enhancements in place, and, and the employees become frustrated because they can – they can almost touch it. They can almost taste it. But there's someone in the way with their hand on their forehead going, nope, you can't have it because we don't have a good enough process uh, in our business to, to put work through. Um, uh, Bill uh, uh, Greeno, when you, when you put this thing in place, uh, uh, what, do you have good process for flow through the shop? And how does that how does that work? What would happen if uh, if you didn't have it, or what are the challenges of putting a performance based uh, uh, or a performance enhancements into your pay plan in that way? Well, the yeah, you've got you've got everybody really reliant uh, upon one another in any shop situation. But when you when you suddenly incentivize them to be uh, productive as technicians and you don't have a good process for estimating work, dispatching work, and providing uh, good, reliable parts that, that uh, in, a, in, a, in a reasonable amount of time, you're going to have infighting between the back shop and the front shop. Same goes if you've got really good processes in the front, very efficient estimating, great dispatch, and you've got no productivity in the back and the work is just piling up, you're going to have problems. It, it really needs to be a, a symbiotic environment where, where one hand, you know, uh, feeds the other. It's, it, it has to, there has to be a, uh, a, a mutual interest, a, a team interest um, where everybody wants to win. There's two, there's two comments online. Um, uh, Ray uh, Paz says, um, I've got a tech that's uh, getting paid extra for uh, being on time, but consistently is not on time. Now, he's my best guy um, and, and, and will we'll happily stay late uh, if necessary. Um, how do you approach that guy? Um, I'll tell you how I would approach him, but it may not be the right way. Um, um, I think that that guy of all guys needs to be the guy that shows up on time because he's setting the example for everyone else, uh, in the shop. And I would use that as the, as the motivator, the, the leverage, obviously the $2 per hour is not the motivator and I need to find what the motivator is. And if it's not $2 per hour, he's a team player, obviously, uh, because he'll stay late and get, get stuff done. Um, and then there are people that just can't come to work on time. My wife is uh, one of those people that just can't be on time for anything. Uh, very frustrating for me, but um, you know, I'm still married. Uh, and uh, you know, it is it is more costly to think about uh, getting rid of her uh, uh, than uh, than keeping her. Um, uh, well, when you think about employees, you know, you look at an employee and you go, well, he he really does this well, and he really produces. And if I don't have him you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and you don't get rid of him. And the problem with that is 
if you don't get rid of them and you don't manage them, then the performance goes down, down, down. Uh, so if you're not going to, uh, if you're going to keep them, you have to manage them. Um, uh, Hans, Hans, uh, Hans, uh, Jorgensen, Jorgensen, uh, technicians don't like getting their pay changed. No one does Hans. Uh, um, uh, all these guys sitting here looking at you, we don't like it either. He says, unless it's directly up. And I agree. <laughs> Give me a raise. Yeah. I'll take it. Um, uh, he was a 10-year salary diag tech. He got moved back to flat rate, and yes, he can make more money, but now he doesn't feel the same about the shop. Now he's protecting his interests on flat rate as opposed to the interest of the shop. Uh, let me talk about my experience for just a second, and then we'll we'll ask uh, other people about their experience. My experience is, yeah, Gary, my wife uh, is probably not listening, but if she is, I love her. She knows it, so we're okay. Um uh, um, my experience is that most shops that are paying hour, uh, hourly or salary are at about 70% performance, some even less. Um, there, there's, two, there's two problems. One, there is no motivation for the employee to do more or to do better. And number two, they're also probably not managing. So if I'm going to pay you a salary, you're going to do the job. I'm going to define the job, and you're going to do the job or I'm going to terminate you and hire someone that will do the job. And that job is at least 40 hours if you're a technician. Uh, but most shops are not managing that. They're, they're allowing uh, equilibrium, which is a place that is just enough performance that the employee's not in trouble and the owner or the manager doesn't yell at people. Um, uh, uh, how do you feel? Uh, we'll ask uh, uh, Bill uh, Adams first. Uh, Bill, how do you feel about an employee that uh, we took away their salary, we put them on a different type of pay plan, and now they're only interested in themselves? That's probably not the person we want on our staff. And you may have not known that about that person. And good or bad folks, leading is not for wimps, managing is not for wimps, this industry is not for wimps. And sometimes we have to face reality that um, – Wow, that person's a great 70% player. Uh, unfortunately, that never gets you to the playoffs or the Super Bowl. And you're going to wake up at the end of your career going, where's the other 30% so I can retire? And it's not going to be there because you didn't make that move. Um, bring them along, help them along, show them what the incentive is going to be. But in the end, if it's all about them, they can't be on your team. I, 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 what I love about this is I can make more money, but now I'm upset or I'm unhappy and maybe I'm misreading it. Um, and now it's all about me. Um, uh, I, I would, I would feel the same way. Basically. I, I don't know if that's a person I want on my team. Uh, Bill, uh, Bill Greeno, I know you're, yeah, please, please. Um, you know, I, part of me agrees <clears throat> with with you, Cecil and Bill, but but part of me, you know, when, when I was uh, when I was younger and I went through uh, lifeguard training, you learn in lifeguard training that that even if your best friend is drowning, they will drown you to save themselves. Right, right. You you learn you learn to you learn to um, swim underneath them, come up behind them. Uh, you learn to throw a right jab and uh, so that you can actually save them, and uh, and then you explain later why you had to do that. But but the but the result is the same. You're 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 going to save them, and the, and the person is going to fight you, uh, to keep you from saving them because they think they're doing it the right way. And and it goes back to managing. And if I've got Hans Jorgensen, who feels like now his his interests are are solely his own, um, you know that's an employee that I want to sit down with and talk to him about how how his best interests can be the best interests of our customer. And I want my employees focused on my customers. And I want me focused on my employees. I want the employee to know that they're, that the work that they're doing, provided they're not hacking people's cars, that the, that the inspection sheets need to be complete, that we need to do everything we can on this car. We need the service advisors to produce 
estimates and sell to the customer. And, and let's face it, we need to sell to the customer. We need salespeople to sell. Right. We, we can talk all day about we're not making up work. Every car has what? An average of $1,000 of work that needs to be done. We need to be the advisor for that, for that customer. And this, this all starts at the technician. And if we can just, you know, it, it's, it's too bad that, that Hans went back to flat rate. Flat rate's tough. It but, is. But, uh, but if, if we can, you know, if I have an employee that I've moved backwards like that, I'm going to sit them down and talk to him about how this, uh, how his needs are perfectly aligned with the customer's. And how if we can keep the customers coming through the doors because he does great work and great inspections, this all aligns and will and will provide him with a with a much better uh, income rate and even job experience where where he's working on less cars and getting more work on each car. You know, I know I know Bill's guy that's producing fifty and sixty hours as a sixty year old. I guarantee he's not working on six cars a day. He's working on two or three. It's the only right. way that happens. Right. So if this if, if Hans is feeling um, is feeling that way, it's it's a it's a it's a case of of really just not being communicated with well by the by the owner. And like you said, Cecil, leading is tough and, and you do have to put on your Teflon shorts and you do have to do things that you you don't want to do. It's hard. It's hard work. Well, I, I want to clarify just a little bit. Um, first of all, at the Institute, we don't do flat rate pay plans uh, at all. Um, there's always a, a base that where the employee should feel like they're cared about and that they can pay their, their bills. They're probably not going to eat steak on the base, but they're not going to go hungry. Um, I think that's important. I think communication is, is important. Um, we don't want employees feeling that it's all about um, uh, us or all about them. Uh, it ought to be all about the customer. Um, so, the, you know, uh, an owner that, that throws somebody on flat rate <clears throat> just so he can make more money, it, maybe he isn't doing the right thing. Maybe it's, uh, you know, we, we build these uh, performance enhanced plans that help the employee uh, win more uh, as they win more. Um, and make more as they win more. And when they win, the shop wins, the owner wins, and the customers win. So, um, you know, we, we, want, uh, we want the employee to do what's right. Now, I also don't want to stuff too much down the employee's throat. I think that's an important point. Um, Kyle, I hate, I hate that we're, like, at the end. We got three minutes left. Uh, we're, at the, you know, we're at the three-minute buzzer on these things. It's the three-minute buzzer. Um, it's got to work for everybody, and whatever whatever enhancements you do should be in line with the person and the job that's required. And it's got to work. It's it's got to be. It's got to work because they're willing to do what it takes. It's got to work because the shop and the processes work. Uh, it's got to work because we have the customers. Uh, um, and when it works, it's a beautiful thing, as uh, can be attested to the the bills. Um, all right, we got the you know we got the last uh, say. Uh, um, uh, we'll start with uh, uh, Bill Adams. Uh, Bill, what's your um, what's your comment for someone out there thinking about uh, you know the enhanced uh, thinking about this uh, uh, this podcast that they just heard? I think they need to look at the numbers. Don't lie. Um, it's a great system that works. It works in just about every instance that it's been tried. Um, get out there and, and give it, give it a go. Um, it is scary, but so is running a shop. So get out there and do it. Okay. Uh, Bill, uh, Greeno, uh, comments for the crowd. Yeah, I would, I would incentivize any field. Uh, I don't care if I was in the automotive industry or if I was in the whatever you want industry, I would, I would incentivize exactly what I wanted to have happen. So I didn't have to manage myself, uh, to manage my, my people, myself, I'd make them self-managing. Here's, here's what you do. Here's what you get paid when you do these things. This is pays for this, this, you know, you get paid this for this, this for this, this for this, this for this. You do all those things, which is the job description. You'll get this much. If you don't, you're going to get paid less and we're going to have a conversation about it. So, uh, and, and I guess that's the, 
the, the root of all this, every time we talk about management and employee management, it all boils down to communication. Really, really, really good communication. And if you're not a good communicator, start trying. Just do it. Learning. Read a book. Uh, listen to something. Watch a podcast. Uh, maybe our next one should be on communication after the next one, which is on uh, uh, productivity. Uh, thank you, Bill. Uh, uh, Mike, what's your, uh, what's your, uh, how are you going to check this thing out here? Um, I think I'm just going to, we're going to do it. We, uh, we got to make sure that um, we can incentivize everybody to work as a team. Um, we got to incentivize the guys to uh, work as individuals as well. Because um, I guess if the team wins, um, then everybody wins and the team is us as the owners of the business. Because um, if the team doesn't win, then there's no money to pay. So. Um, we're gonna just we're gonna jump in with both feet and uh, just make it happen. And if it doesn't, uh, Bill Adams, I'll be coming to your shop and uh, having to talk with you about it. Hey, let me come up to Canada, man. I love that place. Hey, you know what? Feel free. That our doors are always open. There you but, go. Uh, all, all right. right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this by uh, first of all, uh, thank you all for being here. I think as usual, the time just smokes by. Unbelievable how fast an hour can go. Um, appreciate all of your comments. I appreciate those people that were out there listening. Thank you for your time. Thanks. Uh, and we will see you again. Thanks guys. Thanks. Thank you. Catch us next time. As we talk about increasing your productivity, subscribe at institutesleadingedge.pondbeat.com So you don't miss out or find us on iTunes and Spotify at the leading edge. Join the Institute group on Facebook and get advice from other top shop owners, as well as our experienced consultants brought to you by the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Thanks for listening.